Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he grabbed him behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzhinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yerzhinsky not only Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Root has a belt. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan. Speaking of podcasts, we got the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. as Mike and I dive into an Oregonian list of the top 20 breweries in Portland. That'll be must, must listen to. If you missed last week's, that was the Hop House Challenge where I've had a lot of people reach out and say, dude, I am dying in the car right now listening to you. Oh really? That's good. Oh yeah, the homeboys at Barrelick reached out. We were we were not sure how that was going to translate. Yeah. So I've had a bunch of people just making fun of me. You were so angry. I was really upset, and then the Barrelick kids are like, <laughs> "Damn Barrelick kids, you're lucky. I think your beer's great, and I Turned love into you." Twenties old timey actors. <laughs> Say him. Well, Mike and I are watching baseball. Ken Burns, and there's a drive to the center field, and. Mookie Betts not getting the ball because the Red Sox traded him. <laughs> and the ball's still going because center field's 450 feet away. <laughs> Check that, 650 feet away. <laughs> Interesting because right field is only 140 feet away. It's like my favorite line in Futurama. You know, baseball's been totally different since they had mandatory steroid use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and then the Blurns ball episode. Right? The Blurns ball, yeah. Blurns. The Blurns ball. The Blurns ball. All right. Well, the Houston Astros have themselves a new manager, and I wouldn't really say he's new, uh, but they did. They did officially announce. We've been hearing this for days now. now you're for, stuck in the voice for a few days now. For, for years now. Yeah, a couple days now that the uh, Houston Astros have hired their new man. Okay, I'm done. The Houston Astros did hire their new manager. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> we heard about this last couple of days. Uh, they grab old toothpick Dusty Baker to helm the Houston Astros going into their unsanctioned 2020 season. And uh, I actually think this is a, I don't want to say home run hire, but I think this is a pretty solid hire by the Astros. 
Uh, I think bringing in old man Baker, who is going to check a lot of those egos probably uh, and bring a little more stability to the club. It's only a two-year deal, uh, but I think it's a, I think it's a smart play. Well, considering the alternative is either not yet hiring a manager if you're Boston or going with an in-house guy nobody had ever heard of in the Mets, uh, you went out and you got a guy who is really adept at handling the media. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest key. I don't know if he's going to check any egos. I'm not sure. He always he always seemed like a player manager to me, which But but I think I think doesn't really mean checking egos. In the house though. I think he's going to look at guys and say you listen to me. Is what I meant by that. Well, that but continue. Yeah, I I could see that happening, but I think this is purely a, almost a PR play. I mean, it's not like Dusty Baker's a bad manager or anything, but we know what Dusty Baker is, right? Dusty Baker's not greatness. Dusty Baker can lead a good team, but generally underperforms. And that's kind of what we've seen with him in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, he doesn't live up to the hype. Occasionally, he does. He's inheriting a great team. Fantastic team. Probably, uh, maybe the best team he's ever inherited. Probably. Um, obviously, we will find out just how good they are without uh, the <laughs> benefit of buzzers and or banging trash cans. <laughs> and uh, But I think they got him purely as a media guy. I mean, he's great with the media. He's great. People love interviewing Dusty Baker. I he love loves Dusty. being interviewed. I love him. I think, and he's a very calm presence. He played with like Willie McCovey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. he is a dude. He's really he's the guy. He's really calming, uh-huh. and I think that will be helpful. Eventually, people will stop talking about this during the season, but I think the first month or two is going to be pretty difficult anytime because the Astros are going to face teams for the first time, and it's going to yeah. be like brought up over and over and mm-hmm. over again, and. I feel like he'll be the right guy to be in the front of it. Now, the Astros owner, Jim Crane, said that he the players will apologize. You know, Bregman or, or Altuve alluded to it wasn't the right time, even though it was idiotic to say that, but maybe they will all apologize. It's not the right time, but in two weeks when spring training comes, that'll be the right time. Maybe they will apologize. Bunch of idiots. And I think Dusty Baker will be a great guy to, when asked again about this over and over, he will be able to point back and say, look, they're remorseful about it. Um they they thought what they were doing was helping them win, which it was, but it was wrong, and they said they were sorry. And he's going to come out and say all the right things that's going to appease, first of all, Astros fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, half of them don't need to be appeased because they don't think anything happened, and then the other half logically know what happened. Don't um, think anything happened? What is this, Auschwitz? Like People are like, that didn't happen. You're like, what? Have you <laughs> it seen clearly on, happened. Have you seen on Twitter? Astros <laughs> fans are like, oh, this again. And it's, <laughs> and it's like... Guys, as an Indians fan, when someone's like, hey, man, dude, sorry about 2016. I'm like, really? You're going to bring that up? Like, come on, man. This? No. This keeps getting brought up. I was going to say it's more like Chief Wahoo, but. Um. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what about See? control? There you go. There you go. Yeah, but I'm not. Oh, all- this again. <laughs> I don't have control over the logo. <laughs> but I'm not over here being like the logo never existed. <laughs> Astros fans are like, we never bang trash cans. <laughs> You know, interrogation's over. They, they, this is what they found. They did that, and Hinch is a jerk anyway. No one liked him. Yeah, it's all Alex Cora's fault. Yeah, Cora, Cora's the bad guy. Yeah, push him under the bus. Push him under the bus. Astros' greatest team ever. <laughs> by the way, we still haven't seen any punishment for him or the Red Sox yet. By the after their their investigation, that's yeah, still man. ongoing. Yeah, dude, because he's getting the death penalty. He might be. They're uh, trying to find ways to make it happen. It's possible, uh, but yeah, I think Baker's a good fit. It's. Uh, It'll be weird to see him managing again. I honestly didn't think I'd see him again. I didn't think so either. Because I thought a lot of baseball had moved past the good old boys club of bringing back old rewash mm-hmm. managers. But 
In a situation like this, I'm not opposed to getting a veteran with experience in all sorts of uh, sorts of situations. Craig Biggio. I mean, he managed during the steroid era. Yeah. Uh, and when, when I was telling you that I think this is a really great hire for Houston, that's kind of what I was alluding to. I don't know how much managing this team needs in the sense of, you know, who I'm putting out on the bump each day, the batting lineup. I don't know how much of that really is needed, and that's kind of – and to be honest, that's kind of why I don't want to say I've been harsh on A.J. Hinch, but why I wasn't a firm believer that he was this transcendent, magical coach was because I just didn't know how much work was really needed there to where what Dusty's going to have to do in there is actual work. I think that's actual work that's going to have to be done in terms of talking to players and getting them right with the media and pulling them out of this S show that they have, quite frankly, put themselves into. I have zero sympathy for what they're going to have to go through. In fact, I know that the Tim Kirkshins, the Ken Rosenthal's, the Peter Gammons, the the Buster Olneys of the world, I know that they are respectful guys that love the game and don't want to go after guys but God, I hope they go after these guys. Get someone to say something. Thank God Dallas Keuchel came out the other day yeah. and was like, yep, yep, sorry. It's easier when you're a pitcher who wasn't benefiting from it, right? Right, but you do benefit. I'm tired of that argument. I'm really tired of that argument that a pitcher doesn't benefit of it. You benefit it for sure when it's well, the third inning and you're up 3-0. True, but what I'm saying is he wasn't guilty of cheating. Correct. So it's easier for him to come out and say, look, I'm sorry. That right? is fair. But to say that he didn't benefit, anyway, we yeah. digress. That's maybe the wrong way to put it. but We digress. But the fact that Keiko comes out and says, hey, yeah, this is rough. Sorry. Is it that hard? Come on, guys. It's not going to change a lot, but it will start the healing process, whereas now everyone's just bitter. We talked about this last week with the Hall of Fame stuff. I don't like steroid guys. I absolutely despise them. You know who I like? I like Andy Pettit. I don't have a problem with Jason Giambi because both those dudes, coincidentally Yankees, came out and were like, yeah, sorry. My bad. And Pettit I respect actually that. apologized for real. Giambi just apologized <laughs> for something. <laughs> sorry, Giambi hit a couple crucial home runs for the Indians in the end when he was like 40. He had a crucial grand slam for the Yankees too. Don't yeah. get it twisted. So I got I also want to see Jason Giambi as a manager on the big legal level at some point. Terry Francona thinks the world of him, so I do kind of like him. But I just I just think, as you said, start the healing process. And it, it, it's not like we're going to forget the Astros did this, but it might be nice in 20 years when you quit saying that, yeah, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman are a bunch of cheaters. Be easy, a lot easier to just say, yeah, the Astros cheated that year. Yep. Instead of, you know, individualizing players, saying, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I really would like a little bit more details on whether or not it went beyond the the banging, right? Because, I mean, they vehemently deny the buzzer, but there's been rumors that the buzzer existed, but the MLB couldn't find anything because, well, how do you find that, right? Oh, and now it's just like, to my grave. Right. Didn't I, do it. Nope, I, nope, I would, nope. I would, I, nope. <laughs> I would nope. Very, very much enjoy if they would just come nope, out didn't and do it. say, look, we've been doing this mm -hmm. and we will stop. Because yeah. it will always leave that doubt. And if you just admit to it and move on and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to put it past anybody, but you'd be an absolute damn fool if you tried to do something like that with the eyes watching you after a couple of years of doing it. Right. The Astros will play clean 
and they'll have admitted to their sins and they'll be like, okay, we're going to move on and do it the right way now. And then, you know, you'll look back at those three years and say, oh, a bunch of cheaters. And then you'll move forward and say, oh, you know, some of these players are actually pretty good because right. they're not doing it. Right. And don't you think it would just be better? This is so funny that Dusty Baker turned into this. Um, don't you think it would just be easier now? Still if, top of mind. That's I know, I know. Wouldn't it be easier if, even though they weren't found guilty of the buzzers, to just be like, yeah, and we did the buzzers, and just get it over with now? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just get there's, it over with there's now. There's no way to prove that unless there's, like, some video evidence somewhere. In case someone does down the line find out, and just, then you're just, then you're buried, man. Yep. Then you look like Pete. Deny, 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 deny. You're busted. Still deny, still deny, still deny. Now you're never coming back. You're like, well, okay, it was me. And you're like, well, sorry, bud. Yeah. Just apologize. Just ask for forgiveness. Apologize. Whatever. I still hate them all. They're cheaters. Me too. All right. When we come back, uh, the Chicago Cubs got a messy, messy situation on their hands. And we'll get to that next. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's lit! 816 here. This is Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. I believe we're the only live local show going on right now, so take that, everyone else. Yes, I would. I would. Yeah. I'd call them all out, but there's no one to call out. Hell! I was going to say, do you count the Blazers or? No. <laughs> okay. Is Wheels calling the game? No. Then no, I don't count him. Former station friends Travis DeMers is calling the game. But... I don't know who that person is. <laughs> I do not acknowledge. Really? He's got that gig? Yeah. He's the radio broadcaster now. I take Wheels. Okay. I miss Wheels. <laughs> wheels was a cool dude. Wheels is the kind of guy that, like, you're just used to Wheels. He had the testicular fortitude that a lot of announcers don't have. The giant testicular fortitude. There are wheels is in that conversation. The giant with, scroticular fortitude. This is the only time I've ever talked about another local host and called them by their name. Brian Wheeler is like a Rick Riz Dave Niehaus to me. Like, I don't want to watch a Blazer game if Brian Wheeler is not calling the game. And his giant scroat is the Grand Salami. <laughs> yeah, dude. Wheels is wheels is wheels. Wheels is my boy. Don't say you, Joe. I thought that was clever. Come on. Look at him. He always gotta, gotta put head. the headphones okay, back on. Boomer. Okay, here we go. Just salami and you know, test. I, that's what the joke was. I mean, I know, just those two together. Take out the rye bread, good. grandma. Gross. <laughs> Spread the mustard. <laughs> it's grand salami time. <laughs> At least we turned it back to baseball. That was good. Uh, for the record, Dave Niehaus, greatest of all time. Okay. <laughs> Look at this guy. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I don't have an opinion on it because I didn't really listen to Dave Niehaus. Oh, dude, it was the greatest ever. I didn't grow up here, so oh, I didn't get a it was the greatest to hear him. Oh, he was so magical. Oh, he was great. He's the only reason why I continue to follow the Mariners to a little extent right now. That and my wonderful grandmother. I mean. We had John Sterling. So. <laughs> I'm not claiming the Yankees are the best announcer. <laughs> it ain't, it's an A-bomb from A-Rod. Sorry, I had to, man. I'm not claiming that. I mean, I I'll, like how you said that, and I had this moment of like, wait a second. 
I kind of <laughs> drop for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like John Sterling more than some Yankee fans because, you know. I think he, John Sterling's great. Yeah. <laughs> I think for what he is, he's an old man that had been doing it for a long time. And today's game is quite different than when he yeah. started doing it. Hey, say, hey. That's an A-bomb from A-Rod. I think that would have been amazing. If Alex Rodriguez is 1942 and he hits a bomb, it's an A-Rod, A-bomb from A-Rod. You're saying, it would have been great. (laughs) He is is Yankees baseball, John Sterling. Um, Just like Dave Niehaus is Seattle Mariner baseball. He's not greatness all the time. And boy, oh boy, is his partner even worse. Sorry, Susan Waldman. Sometimes you're good. Other times you're not. <laughs> we should probably talk about this at some point, the uh, shakeup at Espen that's going down right now on Sunday Night Baseball. We I, should just save that for next week. I thought we might have talked about that this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jessica we got, Mendoza, we got, we she's, she's outie. Yeah, yeah. So we should talk about that next week. But I do want to get in this real quick. As the Cubs are finding themselves in a tricky situation, as Chris Bryant, did their star third baseman slash right fielder, left fielder, excuse me, uh, filed a grievance about his uh, his tenure as a Major League Baseball player and was hoping to get it reduced so he would be a free agent after this season, and that was denied. As if you remember, Chris Bryant came up and played for two weeks for the Cubs and then went back down to the minors for about a month and then came up and won Rookie of the Year and MVP. Mm, one rookie of the year and then the next year won MVP and then they won a world series or something like that where he was clearly the guy and you'd have to be living under a hole. Now they can't prove it. And that is kind of the whole stipulation of this, but it was very clear that the Cubs knew what they had and rookie of the year, then MVP the next year. Do you know the last player to win rookie of the year and MVP in the same season? Well, not in the same season. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know the answer. Who is it? That would be Ichiro Suzuki. Come on, Michael Lynch. Correct, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Fisher. That was, that was That's my at fo- Joe Fish 3 That's F-I-S-C-H on Twitter. Follow him. He's a great follow. He also check out his podcast. Ago. He didn't say that on the air. Oh, well, he didn't say it. I don't care. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Fisher. That'd be Ichiro Suzuki, 2001. I was like, was it Ichiro? At age 32. I was trying to give you credit, <laughs> Patrick. Damn it. Come on. I'm trying to give you credit. I appreciate it. I did know that. Thank you. How do you feel, Lynch? <laughs> I feel the same as I always do, like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Who you got winning the Super Bowl this week? Like, yeah, I'm going to believe that. <laughs> I have the Niners. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> yeah, he won the World Series same year as the MVP. Oh, wait. Rookie of the year and MVP in the World Series? No, 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 no. no. Rookie of the year, 15. MVP, 16. World Series. 16. Okay, there you go. I thought that's might would have been. But anyway, so he he was denied that, which pushes which pushes his free agency to 2021. So he's got to play this season and next season. Uh, by the way, he did not come up. I He played 151 games for the Cubs in 2015. So yeah, his lo- rookie season? Yeah. Yeah. So it did not. That was a full season. But it, but it's a full season. But it, it's different depending on in terms of your player control, right. like the team's control of the player contract. I guess not my question your big was, league status, my question, not your rookie status. My question was, did they keep him down in 2014 the entire year, despite being ready to get that extra year of service time? That's Prob- my question. Probably. I don't remember the the two weeks down up thing. That's all. I'm, that's either all I'm either way, I I don't think that's the issue about how it went down. I think it's very clear that that the Cubs did some finagling to keep Chris Bryant under team control as long as they possibly could. Yep. And then decided they wanted to trade him. 
Which leads me to that question. Now there's rumors swirling that they're going to trade him because I think the Cubs know what we all kind of like a little kind of a dirty secret in baseball right now that the Cubs need to blow it up. I'm not fully on that yet. I know you are. We've talked about this on and off the air. I still feel like this is a team that's a playoff team and they've got a lot of good players, but I guess they think they got to blow it up. I think it's a dirty secret that the Cubs need to blow it up. And this, I think, takes a huge blow to them because of this. Chris Bryant now no longer wants to be there. I'll bet you. You pissed him right off. You pissed him right off. And now he is like, you know what? I don't want to be here. And now the price for Chris Bryant has gone down. You have one of the best third third basemen. Now, who would have, side note, who would have thought, why are we in a golden age of third basemen right now? And we what? don't even know it. Are we? I feel, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of really good third basemen out there right now. Okay. I could look into that. Yeah. I could be convinced of that. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Rendon. Sure. Chris Bryant. Okay. Josh Donaldson got paid a lot of money. Yeah. Jose Ramirez is a batting champ. Manny Machado plays third. Yeah. You've lost me already. (laughs) And Duhar. You better? You feel better? The second you said Josh Donaldson, I was like, oh, God. That's number three? Okay. All right. Jeez. Jeez, Mr. Yankee. What? No. Get 28 shined up for you, buddy. (laughs) Thanks. Or is it 29? I forget. It's 28. I hate you. Um Anyway, so I feel like this has put the Cubs in a really bad spot because they wanted to trade this guy who I think many teams would be very apt for Chris Bryant, especially a healthy Chris Bryant, which I think you could argue has not been healthy over the last few years. Yeah, he only played 105 games two years ago, so he definitely has had some injuries. I mean, since his Thanks MVP- to the text line, Matt Chapman. Justin Turner, what up? Matt Chapman is a baller. Matt Chapman's great. You should have led with him. (laughs) Jose Ramirez. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not after last year, at least. Um, Yeah, Chris Chris Bryant, though, if you look after his MVP year, has been more of a above-average, not-great player, Mm -hmm. hitter. And obviously, defensively, hasn't been living up to the snuff because they're trying to move him to the outfield. So, I mean, there's obviously something going on. Maybe he hit a ceiling. Maybe he's just stagnated a little bit or needs to change the scenery. Maybe the Cubs are realizing that, but it it's still it's it's not as extreme as the Red Sox example, but it's still strange to me that the Cubs are trying to part ways with him. Yeah, I just think I just think he was the face. Sure, you had John Lester, and one could argue Anthony Rizzo might have been the face of the 2016 squad. But you have this kid who looks so good. He's attractive. He's tall. He's you know, good with the camera, good with the media. Major League Baseball was trying to push him. And now you've done him dirty. And there is no way he's going to resign with you unless you offer him trout money, which they're not going to, which he doesn't deserve. And now he's going to go somewhere else. And what does that do to this trade value? That's what I'm most concerned about. If I'm a Cub fan, and now, now you're back to being the Cubs. Yep. Is what this looks like. Which is weird to say because... You did everything right. And you changed your image. You changed your image. You were were World Series winning, playoff contention every year, NL Central juggernaut, Chicago Cubs. And you prevented this radio host of this rinky-dink show that I love to call being the saddest man ever who's never going to get a World Series because of your punk beep. And that's the guy you're going to train? That's the guy you're going to do dirty? 
You look like the Cubs. I thought you weren't the Cubs. Yeah. I thought you were the Cubs. Yeah, I thought you were the Cubbies. Not the Cubs. Not the Cubs. Not the depressing Cubs. More like the Chicago Chipmunks. Okay. Sorry, that's a line from Christmas Story. Uh, ah, I was like... Christmas Story is like, I was oh, like, well, I mean, she's, that's a small, cuddly object, I suppose. Mom, it could says, be a bear. mom says, Dad, she's like, oh, well, the Bears are playing the Packers. You know, it's like 1945 or something like that. And he was like, Chicago Bears. <laughs> More like chipmunks, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I like that line. As uh, the resident Jewish man, I have not seen Christmas Story that often, so I do not know the quotes in that movie. I no. have seen it before, but not, uh, it's not an every, every year thing for me. Uh, this is speculation, uh, just to get us out of here. Where would you like to see Chris Bryant? Where would he fit the best? Hmm. San oh. Diego Padres. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> third baseman? I forgot Kyle, uh, Kyle Seager. Of course. Of course. The greatest third baseman Kyle in the history of Seager. baseball. Greatest yes. of all time. Huh. Where would you like to see Chris Bryant play? Um, I was going to say, I don't know. I'm thinking of like a good young team that could use a, he's not really a veteran yet, but a guy who's been in the league for a while. And I was like, Toronto. And I was like, no, not Toronto. <laughs> They've got their third baseman. Um, I don't know. Tampa? Because they pay players. No, but they could use a guy to put him over the edge. I right? agree. Chris um, Bryant could be that dude. I have the answer. Who was the third baseman for the White Sox? Uh, Yuan Moncada. Is he playing third? I'm not sure. He He's might, in be, multiple spots. might be bouncing around. I, 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 I mean, that could be a good fit. Stay in the city. How about that? Ooh. It goes right, right across to the it's, south side. Joe just whispered in my ear, Todd Frazier. <laughs> he might be the third baseman for the White Sox. <laughs> Again. Um, the Mariners? No, they got Kyle Seager, man. Right, right, right. Sorry, sorry. You already mentioned that. Uh, right. do, you know where I, Seager too. do you know where I think he will go? The Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't even mean this as a joke. I mean this as reality. I'll bet you Chris Bryant is the future third baseman of the Texas Rangers. Mm. They'll pay him. Texas tried so hard to get everybody this year, and they got nobody. Yep, they'll try. They'll pay for him. They'll do it. They'll be like, come to Texas. We'll give you tons of money and be terrible. Well, I know there's a team that has a third base spot that's not necessarily solid. Stop it. He won't shave his face. I don't want him clean. <laughs> what? No. He's, shaved, he's He's been clean shaven before. No. Look, I love Gio Urshela, but I'll take Chris Brown. Hey, Gio Urshela. <laughs> of course you do. Turncoat. <laughs> Sell out. No, he just he went from a bad situation to a good situation. I will find you. He got he got good. And I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Patrick Harris. All right, all right, all right. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on the Chris Bryant situation, and I don't even know if the Cubs are going to be good. We're not too far away from breaking down divisions, and the Cubs might be the most mind-boggling team of all of Major League Baseball. I have no idea. Now one of their best players probably doesn't want to be there. We don't know. I'll call him later tonight, and I'll ask him. Good. Please let me know. I'm really excited to look up the roster resource stuff again because I'm, as much as we've been talking baseball, I'm disconnected from all the small moves that teams have made. Like Marcelo Zunas in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, so is Felix Hernandez. Well, I saw today that that Yolmer Sanchez went to the Giants, and I was like, good little move. Good little move. Oh, watch out for the Giants. They get rid of Mad Bum. Coming at you. Yeah, he's on Arizona now. That's weird. Yeah, man. So Starling Marte. I know. We're going for it, but we're trading everybody else. But we're going for it. We've decided to trade all of our best players and then sign some key free agents. 
And guess what's going to happen? We're going to win 79 games, and we're going to be four games out of the second NL wildcard spot. Fire our manager and trade our best player at the deadline. And then the team's going to move. <laughs> Portland! <laughs> Get ready for this <laughs> terrible management! Anyway, when we come back, we got fair or foul next. We'll do that. But first, there's Joe with the sport. Is it fair? Oh, my That's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. It smells like farts in here. Is that me or is that you? Is that Joe? You come in here and fart and then just leave? I have not farted in here, so that's probably you. Yeah, I saw you guys left the room and I was like, oh, that was my opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I love that. We anyway. were just doing a little bit of prep for uh, the beers. Beers on Us podcast. Beers on Us. I'm never buying had to leave anyone the room a beer. For that. What's that? You had to leave the room for that? Yeah, well, you know, Mike and I, dude. I'm confused. Okay. Anyways. Ruin um, the sheets and then run for the streets. Uh, All right. On to our next one, um, which is Fair or Foul. And I have a fun uh, rendition of Fair or Foul for you, you gross SOBs. Um, MLB.com has a fun little uh, pick'em game right now on their website that I thought would substitute as Fair or Foul today and also make my job a little bit easier. And okay. it would be fun for us to do. What is the pick'em game? It is, are these injuries real or not? Wow. Okay. So they have like 14 baseball injuries, and you have to guess. Like if across th the history of baseball? Yes, and you have to mm -hmm. guess if they actually happened or not. Okay. So we'll get through as many of these uh, as we can here. Uh, number one, a group of motivational speakers tore apart phone books with their bare hands while visiting the Brewers in 94 during spring training. Reliever Steve Sparks wanted to give it a try and separated his shoulder. True, or should I say, fair or foul? It does smell like parts in here. It does. I don't think it was me. Was it the cleaning crew? I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, I would agree. Was it Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Jim? Go back to Ann Arbor. Reliever Steve Sparks of the Brewers in I, spring training. I remember 94. the question, Joe, just because we're a little loopy tonight. Um... I'm going to go ahead and say fair on that one. That sounds oddly believable for the 90s. Uh, who was it? Reliever Steve Sparks. Steve Separated Sparks. Separated shoulder trying to rip apart a phone book after motivational speakers. Yeah, I'm in. True. It is true. Oddly specific, too. So, uh, yes, that one did happen. Number two, in May 2002, Orioles outfielder Marty Cordova was listed as day-to-day -day with severe burns after he fell asleep in a tanning bed. That's true. I almost guarantee I remember this story. That's true. Yeah, I fair, remember that sorry, as well. Fair. I was going to say, some of these they, you guys might remember. So, yes, that one is true. Uh, Greg Maddox missed a start due to indigestion from an afternoon Taco Bell run. Fair or foul? Say that again. Greg Maddox missed a... Sh uh, missed a <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> oh, you know ew. what I was about to say. <laughs> ew. He probably had those that day. Uh, he missed a start due to indigestion from an after uh, uh, afternoon Taco Bell run. I'm going to go ahead and say Greg Maddox wasn't irresponsible enough to go to Taco Bell I don't on, know. on I mean, the day of his start. You heard about the Boston Red Sox clubhouse a couple years ago. 
Well, Greg Maddox wasn't on the Boston Red Sox, was he? I'm just saying, clubhouses, man, you know. I'm going to go ahead and say foul. Stop trying to change me off the right answer here, Joe. <laughs> I see you. Uh, I'm with Mike on this one, three for three. I yes. don't think Greg Maddox would do that. Okay, you guys are right. He wouldn't. It was Burger King. Um, God, it stinks in here. It really does. Like, Gross. but. All right. Are you sure this wasn't you, Mike? Did Greg Maddox eat Taco Bell in here? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Number four, Ken Griffey Jr. once missed a game when his protective cup slipped and pinched his testicle. <laughs> Fair or foul? <laughs> what, what was the player? Ken Griffey Jr. Um, I'm going to say foul on that one. Patrick, pinch testy for Ken Griffey. Uh, I don't think I don't think I don't think the kid would do it, so I'll say foul. I don't think that makes you miss a game. True. Oh, okay. Years later, he pranked Adrian Beltre by switching his walk-up music to the Nutcracker. (laughs) Okay. So at least the kid had a sense of humor about it. That he did. Oh yes, and who can forget old Hoss Rodburn, huh? Number Mm. five, he missed a month of action after spraining his ankle trying to catch his team's train from Providence to New York. Well, I'll believe that. Yeah, I believe that 100%. 100%. That's yeah, fair. Well, you shouldn't. It's false. <laughs> See, that was just a right, made-up work. He just, Joe just was like, Humpty Dump Johnson <laughs> no, no, was old, running old, for a train. Old Hoss Radburn's like one of the Twitter profile guys, right? Yeah, I, th- I, yeah, I think that is the one. The Someone old-timey. made a, an old-timey baseball Twitter profile, and it's <laughs> old Hoss <laughs> Number six. Looking for the train here, and it broke my ankle. <laughs> Earl Weaver had to sit out for a week after he tried to kick dirt on an umpire's shoes, but whiffed, landing on his back and bruising his tailbone. That's going to be fair. Oh, God, I wish there was video of that. That's got to be fair. Earl Weaver would totally do something stupid like that. That would be fair. He would, but he didn't. False. (laughs) Foul. (laughs) See, Joe set us up because Earl Weaver was a Orioles manager. That's why. He was like, oh, I'll tell these guys trying to talk trash about my team. Fire guy, see? All right. On to number seven in 90. This will go down in the histories as the 1920 show. Oh, excuse me, not 93. In 1933, minor leaguer. A little off. Yeah. uh, Minor leaguer Clarence Blethen had to leave a game after sliding into second base and getting bitten in the butt by the set of false teeth in his pocket. That sounds like something that would happen in the 30s. Because that's so ridiculous, I'm going to say fair. Because they want you to say foul because you're like, what? I don't know the answer, but either I'm going. I'm I'm, going fair. I'm breaking off from Mike on this for the first time. I'm saying foul. I'm going fair. That sounds like something that would happen in the 30s. And it is fair. How about that? My teeth are in my pocket, see? (laughs) I popped those into my back pocket. Little did I know, before I won the World Series, I had to buy a new crown. Let's try and get a couple more here. Sammy Sosa had a late start to spring. Sneezed. Fair. Sammy Sosa had a late start to spring training in 99 after straining his oblique in an effort to take the 98 NL MVP award out of its box. No, he sneezed. <laughs> he sneezed. Plus, he also needed that to skip a test. Hey, see what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to say foul. You're right. He did. He got it because he sneezed. Yeah. And that is foul. <laughs> Can't. Can't test me. I'm on the DL. All right. Center fielder (laughs) Herman Schaefer missed most of the 1912 season. Who could forget that one? I wouldn't say he missed anything. (laughs) Due to a hamstring tear suffered while trying to run the bases backwards following a home run. The bases backwards? (laughs) Like taunting them? I feel like you'd have been thrown at. 
back then. You run the bases backwards. Look at me running backwards. Bink. I'm going to say fair just because Patrick thinks it's so foul. I'm going to say foul. It's foul. They don't even give a backstory to that. They just say it's foul. Maybe it's just 100% made up. Foul. Tigers flamethrower. Flamethrower. Joel Zumaya injured his finger playing Guitar Hero. Fair. Yes, you got it. Damn. I was waiting for it. I was going to say, I read Damn, that one. I read Mike that one knows er- his history. I read that one earlier, and I had a feeling that one of you guys would know that. That is the one I reference all the time with stupid injuries because I loved Guitar Hero growing up. The gamer knows the gamer injury. And when I'm I saw shocked. that when it happened, I was like, Joel Zumaya, what? How did you injure your finger playing this game? I don't game? even know who this guy is, but Mike's like, I know him. He had a career of four, five, six ERA. He gave up 34 home runs. He was one of the original, like, 100-plus mile-an-hour relievers. Dragon Force, man, it will get you. That it will. All right. You so- just had to see what you did with that is you put a rubber band around the green button, held it down, and then just played the other four in the intro because it's impossible without Cheater. hurting your finger. Slugger Glenn Trash cans. Bang. Slugger wow. Bang. Slugger Glenn Allen Hill is so scared of spiders that once he uh, responded to a spider themed nightmare by running into the next room, crashing into a glass table and landing on the IL. First of all, if I hear the word slugger in front of a guy, <laughs> I damn well better know who that is. And what was his name? It's Glenn Allen Hill. Glenn Allen Glenn Hill. Glenn Allen Hill? Yeah. Yeah, Slugger. Yeah, everybody's looking at me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, go bleep yourselves. <laughs> See here? Come on, man. He was a as as Mike's you, Googling him right now. Well, I, I think he played. Oh, he played 72 he played to 78. The, yeah. He played for the Mariners. That's why I said. When? He played from 89 to 2001. Whoa. Yeah. Glenn Allen. He was a slugger. Shut up, Joe. Blue Jays. <laughs> he played for your team. He was when? on the Indians from 91 to 93. Oh, because I started in 95, brah. And the Cubs, Giants, Mariners, Cubs, Yankees, and Angels. Come I'm on. out. I'm not listening it's to any of that. It's Glenn Allen Hill. I'm not listening to any of that. And I'm going to say fair. I don't believe Glenn Allen Hill existed, so I'm going to say foul. False. Good news, though. As the manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes back in 2017, Hill let a giant pink-toed tarantula curl up his arm, giving us all hope that we can conquer our fears. How about that? That is one of my fears, and I would never do that. All right, let's uh, bang out these ones real quick. Esteban Yan once missed a start because he slipped, uh, sliced his finger trying to open an avocado. Fair or foul? Fair. That foul. is indeed foul. Ricky Henderson missed three nice. games Suck in it. 93 because he fell asleep with an ice pack on his foot, resulting in frostbite. Fair or foul? Foul. foul. Ricky don't miss games because Ricky's Ricky. Fair. He still stole three bases that night. Or would have, rather. I was going to say, that, that sounds doesn't work. Made up. That uh, sounds White Sox made up. outfielder, last one, Tom Pasarek, once uh, had also to get, made up. Once had to get rushed to the hospital after breaking his jaw, playing slip and slide on the tarp during a rain delay. Fair. Yeah, I believe that. That's not fair. That's no. false. Come on. Tom was a pro. Come on. You wouldn't do that. Okay. Joe's like, come on, idiot. <laughs> what do you know? All right, there's fair or foul injury version. Right? All right, fair or foul. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner Portland Sports Leader. Don't go anywhere. 1080 The Fan. Some Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I found the greatest list that I can't say on the air. It's so great. You really scared me. I thought you said that on air, the one that you just said <laughs> on in my ear. I was like, oh my God, no. 
Well, technically, no, the words he said are bad. Yeah, I mean, I think I can say most of no, this on the air. No, you cannot. <laughs> and I think I told Don't him. Don't you like, dare even play with fire, Mister <laughs> Cursed, on this show many times before. Yeah, but these are in front of me. Well, I I, I told him that. <laughs> well, the X out then. The yeah, FCC. No, this is actually a really terrible idea. <laughs> the FCC only cares when someone complains. So if you want to go for it, bud, <laughs> I mean, be my guest. Take the I don't risk. know if a kid is listening. Well, there is a kid listening, so at least one. That's true. Hi, Joey. <laughs> Hitch the, hit the spot, then ditch the thought. <laughs> and it's spelled okay. T. Okay. It, okay. 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 It, it was spelled T H O T. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Patrick. Thanks, Dad. We know. Oh, I love it. We know. Oh my God. Hey. We know, we know what a thought is. Why is the Blazer game on? Uh, because they were playing well, so I wanted to see what it was looking like. They're playing well because they're up in the third quarter. This game's it's eighty three sixty nine with four minutes left in the third quarter. This game is going to be ninety six ninety six with five minutes in the fourth. Hmm. Five minutes in the fourth? No, this game's going to be 115 to 115 five minutes in the fourth. Okay, whatever. It's going to be a tie game. Blazers are playing well. Yeah, right. Well, they, Actually, they I, I, right. I saw a bunch of tweets that this was some of the best basketball they've played all year. So I went, I should probably watch that. They're actually playing good defense. And Trevor Ariza is making a difference, which is hilarious. I don't like basketball. How dare Trevor Ariza? He almost killed Rudy Fernandez years ago. Full, full circle from Kobe Bryant eulogy to I hate basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kobe Bryant hates this basketball, too. I don't know. This was a pretty nice play. It was a steal. It was a good defense. It was a lay-in on the break. <laughs> did you like the two-hand bounce pass CJ did? Really methodical. He was like, ooh, I got to make sure I get this to you. <laughs> yeah, good good uh, fundamentals. <laughs> Kobe liked good fundamentals. Yeah. yeah. Kobe was great. I liked Kobe. I liked Kobe a lot. Yeah. Me and Joey watched uh, 100 plays of Kobe yesterday. I put on a highlight reel of him, and I gave him some context beforehand. I was like, so this guy, I was like, I know you know Michael Jordan, Joey, but to some people, this guy was their Michael Jordan. And so we watched it, and about halfway through, Joey goes, okay, so this guy was basically Michael Jordan. <laughs> he did model Michael, his game a lot yeah. off Michael Jordan. And that's yes. what I told him. I was like, he watched a lot of his tapes and stuff like that, and then watching the highlights, it was just like, oh, my God. Well, I always believed this when I was younger, and I still believe it as an old man, that uh, prime versus prime, Kobe beats him one-on-one. I mean, he's a more athletic, dynamic Michael Jordan. They're the same player. Kobe was just a better athlete. Michael just changed the game. Everyone plays like Michael, and that's why Michael's the greatest, because Michael changed the game. But Kobe Bryant is a better one-on-one player than Michael Jordan. That's easy. Well, I, I don't know if that's easy. I feel like maybe more athletic, sure, but one-on-one, I feel like they'd marry each other almost to a T. I was going to say, I think, a- but I think Kobe's athleticism will get it in the end. I think Kobe's a better athlete. If it's a one-on-one matchup to 11, it's probably going to be, you know, it's going to be close, yeah, like and you got to win by 12, two. 10. You got to win by two. It's going to be, you know, 18, 16. It's a battle. Yeah, but on the blacktop. I'd, I'd put a lot of money that it's Kobe. I still think I'd pick MJ on that one, but. Um, I think Kobe's a better defender. I think Kobe has better range, and I think he's a harder to the rim. Well, let's not underestimate how good of a defender MJ was. Too. I'm not underestimating. I'm just telling you. I'm just talking to you about a nine-time all-defensive player. I think MJ would still win that. But um, Kobe's got inches on him, too. I would pay to see that. That's for sure. Well, I mean, I wouldn't pay. I'd sit on my couch and watch it. Well, I mean, yeah. No, I'd pay for it. Yeah, me too. 
I'd pay I'd pay a top dollar. I'd pay that more than watching MJ versus not MJ uh, Tiger versus Mickelson. <laughs> That's for sure. God, can you believe people actually did that? Yeah. That's unbelievable. People love golf. And then couldn't watch it for a little bit. <laughs> it sounds so terrible. I did watch the Royal Rumble this weekend, speaking of. I actually did, too. You did? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I, I mean, I enjoyed it about as much as I can watching wrestling nowadays, but they brought uh, some dudes back. They brought Edge back, which Edge cool showed up. At, that was really that. cool. The place went nuts. <laughs> Mike pushes his chair back, headphones out. <laughs> He's done for the night. Yep, you're good. You can go, Mike. Yeah, Charlotte Flair won, which is no shocker because Vince loves the blondes with boobs. Um, Can you say that? Yeah, I can say that. Just did. Yeah, it just did. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah, Drew McIntyre is going to fight Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Again, like, okay. I mean. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Royal Rumble's my favorite pay-per-view of the year. It wasn't my favorite one. It was good. By all means, it was good. It was cool seeing Edge based on circumstances. That he was, like, basically The dead. final seven people in the ring uh, was pretty good. For the Royal Rumble. Like, all those dudes were great. Randy Orton, that's my guy. I like Randy Orton a lot. Um, and then on Monday night, Randy Orton showed up and congratulated Edge on his return and then beat the crap out of him with a chair. Because that's what you do to an old homie. Damian Lillard's on triple-double watch. First of his career. Would be. He's got seven boards, eight assists, and almost 30 points now. That'd be like, I haven't seen Mike in five years, and we used to do this all the time. What's up, buddy? Give you a hug and then your brains in with a chair and a cascade of booze rained down from the stands oh what do you know mcfarland you don't know anything you got anything mike you out i can't contribute to the wrestling talk so i just backed away from the microphone but uh i love you all so much thank you for listening you're great sounds great that's mike lynch that's joe fisher behind the glass i'm patrick harris beers on us drops tomorrow for get that wherever you get your podcasts we'll see you next week go do something i would do Man, here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.